welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Hope you're all well on this Wednesday evening. Let's take that sound down a bit. Um, yeah, back at work, back on site. Another day, another vlog. It's good to be back. Oh, sort of, not good to be back. I guess I'm back. Get into it. Routine, get back into the thing. I've sort of done me first day is always a tricky one. I think I've said it a few times. Uh, come in, learn what all the new rules are, adjust, clean up stuff, get it back on track, start your week, and just I guess go into automatic pilot. When you've been doing it for so long, it's pretty pretty easy just to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's uh, it's uh, it's when they throw the curveballs at you. So then you got to kind of adjust, and we had a, had a few of them today. Um, and yeah, we're just a few days to sort out and adjust, and I think we should be right. We're pretty standard, nothing too exciting work wise. Obviously, last night I didn't get any work done for the channel. Uh, I'm going to do a bit of work tonight. I've got to keep going with that My Road Real entry I want to get done. Um, yeah, as I said yesterday, I've got a few ideas for it. Hopefully, I can get some stuff done. And then we'll work on the next one after that. So we've, there's a bit of work on that, but that'll pretty much take me most of this week. So won't be a photography-based one this week. It's going to be more of a how-to on how I set up my channel. That's what it's all about. Um, so hopefully I can get that all buttoned up by the weekend, by the end of the weekend, and have it finished ready to go. So fingers crossed. Um, other than that, yeah. Back. We're back. Back at work. Yeah. Exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Who thought work would be exciting, but it's it's all right. There was a fair bit of news out today, so I'm going to get into that. A uh, few exciting things uh, coming out. Um, I've done a video before on when Boosted Rev uh, come out. Obviously, Boosted's now folded and non-existent. You can still buy the revs uh, from a San Francisco-based company. Uh, still quality bits of gear, just... I think they sort of overstretched themselves and for whatever reason, the boosted rev, rev wasn't a success like they hoped with the skateboards. Uh, that the skateboard, riding around on skateboards was sort of the on-trend thing. Casey Nice that and then it's sort of now it's one wheels and now it's FPV drones. This all seems to have changed. So they just sort of, I think they caught their back, they made a fantastic product and I really was hoping to get them to Australia so I could get one. Um, and I did a video on how pretty much, except for Queensland, I think it's the only place you can use a scooter, but it's very limited in speed and power, what you can do, still still ridiculous laws in Australia, unfortunately. But still a big fan of the scooters. I've been looking at one for a while. If I can ever get some money, maybe getting that over a, a car. Just running the risk of the gauntlet and hoping that the police, which is probably highly likely, know as little as the rest of the population about scooters and the laws pertaining to them. So, fingers crossed. There are a couple, um, I think a wolf one I've been looking at, uh, it's like four or five grand Australian, but it does 120k range, which is awesome for me. So, I can basically go pretty much most spots around Perth and just go out for the day and come back in the afternoon or evening on a scooter and good to go so that's a big range for me is awesome because Perth's such a big spread out area it's very similar to like LA everything's spread out everyone's got big houses but it 
takes you seven hours to get anywhere because everything's 20 miles away. So it's, the, it's not as condensed as most big capital cities. It's a very broad city, I guess you could put it. And, and I guess a lot of the things are down south, which are hundreds of k's away, which I definitely can't get to no matter what. I just don't have a car, so that makes it tricky for that on the family front. But a new little scooter come out, uh, released this week. Not too bad. If you are living in the city and you're just looking for some cheap transport, you don't want to have to pay rego and all that crap you have to deal with car. You don't want to pump endless amounts of petrol fumes or diesel fumes into the environment, killing people as well as everything else, the planet. Uh, maybe look at a little e-scooter. This one here looks not a bad trick. Um, oh, Benny Fox. If you are looking at scooters, Ben Fox does a really good channel, reviews a lot of the latest scooters. Uh, he's a guy in uh, London. He's a big exponent for them over there. They're trying to get them through. They just had a big trial, but a heap of dickheads went through and trashed them and sort of set them back a little bit. So they're in the same as us in Australia, still, tr still trying to actually get them legitimized so people don't have that thing in the back of their head that they could get fined or all that other rubbish when they should realistically in our days should the government should be looking at these things and making a mainstream to reduce the traffic flow instead of building stupid amounts of new roads and freeways that cost a fortune just to get blocked up by traffic because you still can't get anywhere so yeah it's um I've, i'm a big exponent i think east E-scooters are a great thing. I think they can be a good thing. You're obviously going to get dickheads, either cars, bikes, or whatever. You're never going to stop the dickheads. But giving good people the options and having licenses for them uh, at a basic level, well, then at least then you get that accountability through them. So I think that's a great thing. Something you don't have with bicycles, uh, and we've got in Perth, there are just endless amounts of dickheads on bikes that ride on the road and think they own the joint. And funnily enough, in Australia you actually have to give way to a bicyclist. They have a, more of rights on the road than a car that pays registration and actually pays for the road than the bike user, which is just insanity. But um, having said all that, uh, this Reed E4 Plus e-scooter, not a bad, it's, it's not a long distance one, but it's not cheaply priced, about 1,200 bucks roughly, I estimate, uh, Australian. Uh, it's got light front, light rear lights, doesn't have indicators. Some do have indicators, this one doesn't, but it's got a really good front uh, light. It's got a rear light. Uh, it's got electronic brake on the front wheel. It's got a rear disc brake, which is adjustable for strength. And it's also got the rear fender you can pounce on to give you as a third brake option. So braking wise, safety wise, pretty darn good. It's only a 350 watt motor, which is 100 watts more than the Australian regulations, funnily enough, uh, for every state, I think, except Queensland. I don't think they have a wattage rating. It's more the speed. They can only be 25k an hour speed rated, max speed. I think they have to be limited as such. So your watts don't matter there, but in all other states, it's 250 kilowatts, uh, two kilowatts, 250 watts and under is all you can have, which is pretty much useless. Uh, for a grown adult on a little toy, uh, yeah, it's a little bit crazy. Uh, 36 volt battery, 7.5 amp hour, uh, four to five hours for a battery charge. So perfect going to work, punch it under your desk, plug it in, boom, charge it up, drive home, tickety-boo, no problems ever with that. Um, 10 inch tires, which is a, is a pretty renowned thing. 
You can get some ones with smaller tires, but the 10 inch might seem to make it a lot more comfortable. So definitely look at, if you are looking at one, around a 10 inch tire, either solid or pneumatic is a definitely a better option. This one has the solid tires, so you won't get any punches, which is really good, especially, I guess, around construction areas and stuff like in the city, if you're doing, going past a lot of them. Uh, definitely have a think about what tire you have. Downside to that is, uh, Ben did say that if it was wet with the solid tires, can get a little bit more slippery. You do lose a little bit of traction in regards to the solid tires, but pretty darn cool. This does have suspension, so for a cheap entry-level, uh, good uh, commuter sort of scooter, having suspension is a pretty big deal, uh, so that's awesome. You're going to have a nice, comfy ride. Uh, I think that'll be really good. Only weighs 14 kilos, so like that's pretty easy. That's a one-handed for most blokes, uh, two-handed for a, a smaller person or a lighter person. So it's definitely manageable. So if you've got to get up any sort of steps or anything like that on the at the front of the office or work or anything like that to get to the escalator, no dramas there. Um, and it's got app control to do all your other stuff, check your settings, check your battery levels. Got a nice LED display on it. Uh, it's only got one brake lever, uh, but that does fire electrically down to the front electric brake, so that's all good. Not much pre-assembly regards to that, and it's an easy folding locking design, which has been redesigned, so it's pretty darn good. Overall, not a bad little unit. So if you're looking for something, it'll do 25 k's an hour. It's got a 28 k range, so I guess if you're, if you think about it, if you had 20 k's to work, 20 k's home, gives you 8 k backup, you're golden. Um, or either, either either, if you're less than 14 k's from work, well then you can go there and back without one. And it's one of the ones that you can, if it does run out of juice, you can push it. Push it home if you have to, that last couple of hundred meters or whatever. So don't be, that's probably something also to look at if you're buying one, don't be scared if uh, you need to get that last little bit home can push this one home. So look, look pretty good. The Xiaomi 365 is what they, he sort of put it up against. And that seems to be like the market sort of leader at this level. Um, so like this is another one and it looks like it's a pretty good bit of kit. So if you're chasing one, definitely have a look at that. Um, now, interesting one of camera conspiracies. If you haven't watched him, go check him out. He's a, he's a, he's a funny, funny guy. He's got a couple of channels. Um, he does vegetable vegetable conspiracies his other channel but camera conspiracies it's all about finding the best camera for for him which is basically video he does vlogging on his other channel uh, it's all about health and diet and stuff like that he's a really funny dude uh, Canadian guy just awesome he actually got he got hold of the one of the new AS, Ace, S, ugh, A7S 3s from Sony uh, and suit like there's obviously been a lot of talk about and what it can and can't do and technicals and all that sort of stuff he put it basically the best one i've seen so far to show off how good the low light is on these things um i remember potato jet when he first got it he went camping and he, he shot it up at the milky way they're in the forest so not much pollute light pollution sort of i can imagine like close proximity but shot it up he could just make out the milky way in live video at night on the, on the, it had a really good lens on it. I think it had like a Canon two point, or not a Canon, a, like a G Master lens on it or something. So a really good lens, but like video, videoing live the Milky Way was, and you could see it in the viewfinder. 
Um, it's an insane bit of kit. It'll go up to, expand it up to 400,000 plus ISO, I think he said. Um, and this thing was ridiculous. He went into his uh, bathroom or something, or one of his rooms, locked all the doors, pitch black, had the G Panasonic GH5S, which is a really good micro thirds camera and really good with low light, and it blew it out the water uh, to the point where he had it, I think, at about 200,000. He could basically, like, not this quality, like, visual, but full clear image, and you can make it out, and you could use it as a video. Uh, it was, yeah, insane. So if you are into astrophotography, you're looking for a camera to video your channel or actually to do some b-roll stuff at night or whatever like that look i have to say man that sony is just about a must for anyone doing night stuff uh you could theoretically you could put this on a tripod do a whole uh, shoot astro time lapse or whatever and capture all this thing live in video no lights no nothing in the dark it would and that's that's just how good it was. So definitely go check it out. Um, camera conspiracy, you can see it. You'll see what I mean when he puts it. He cranks it all the way up to four hundred thousand, and it's basically like daylight. You can see all his features. Autofocus did slow down a bit at that level, but he was moving in and out, and it just was a little bit of a delay. It was still working. It was like knock your socks off. Like you got to give it to Sony. Video wise, you'd have to say that is the best video. I. I mean, for what video is all about, it's videos catching your B-roll and all that, but you don't always have amazing good lights. You don't always have a studio. Uh, these are hybrid cameras designed to get out and about and capture your stuff. They're not cinema cameras where you've got all those lighting in the studios. That's what studio is about, having your big cameras and your C300s and hundreds and stuff like that. Having a run and gun, something you can take decent photos. It's probably the Canons, I think, still got them on the actual photo side. The R5 with that 45 megapixel sensor, yeah, A, uh, AR4 from Sony, that's got that big sensor. Like their photos wise, they're probably better than this. But video, whew, I'd have to say, like from my opinion, without a doubt, best video hybrid camera on the market. It was, that just knocked my socks off. What the ability of what you can do with that at low light is just insane. So, very, very cool. Uh, well done to Sony, and it was just really good to see that comparison, like a, a really good camera up against a brand new camera that just knocked that thing out of the park. Like the G5, you couldn't even, you could just see sort of some, some a little side of his face, and you could sort of make out the outline of him and a little bit of the background with shadows, but Sony, the, the newer girl, clear as day, clear as mud, tickety-boo, just insane, very, very cool. Now, uh, another high-tech gaming phone. This 2020 seems to be gaming phone. Uh, I think they've, they've sort of hit a jackpot moment because gaming is huge now with COVID-19, everyone's stuck, in, stuck at home, PlayStation's selling out, uh, your uh, Xboxes you can, are struggling to buy them in the States, everything like that, the demand is just insane. People are bored, stuck at home, they're playing games, online, whatever. Uh, another gaming phone come out. Now, I think this one was sort of semi-announced a while back, but uh, boys at Unbox Therapy got this one today. And look, it looks really, really good. Uh, a little bit different 
to the last one we talked about, uh, the S5S or whatever it was. That was a really nice bit of kit. A little bit that was more of a phone that you could game on and a little bit lighter. This is definitely a heavy duty gaming beast. Uh, it's biggest seller is it's got a little pop up uh, camera. So when you're playing horizontally, you can stream. This will pop up. You put it into stream mode and you can live stream as you're gaming and record your screen and basically stream the light straight to wherever you're streaming to. That was a, like a huge deal of it. I think it was really, really cool. Now it's called the Lenovo Legion Phone Dual and it's dual for a couple of reasons. One of the main ones is a split battery. So it's 5,000 milliamps total, but it's two 2,500 milliamp batteries split. And they put them at the end of each uh, of the phone, and then they put the process and everything in the middle. So where you're holding is battery, and the hot part, the processor that's cooking while you're gaming, that's in the gut, so you don't have that heat in there as well. By splitting the battery, it allowed a little bit more room and a little bit more flexibility to put what they needed in it and to make it bigger. So what a dual has, it has dual USB-Cs, one on the bottom, one on the side, opposite wherever the camera is, uh, and you can dual fast charge it. So two cords that come with it, one's for the side, one's for the bottom. You plug them in. If you're looking for a fast boost while you're gaming, you can plug these suckers in. You can have one going here while you game, and then the power going in, and leave this one out, and it'll just go through as per normal. Or you can have them both in, and I think it's 50% charge in 10 minutes. So that was pretty insane. Um, 144 hertz, <laughs> the new norm. I, I know it's only in gaming phones, but we're talking about 120 hertz on Samsungs and all that. And all of a sudden, all these gaming phones are coming out with 144 hertz displays. It sort of makes all these 120 hertz normal phones look, oh, well, whoopie do, it's 120 hertz, I can get 144 over here. So that was, uh, that's pretty interesting. Considering Apple are still struggling to get down in 20 hertz, but we'll talk a bit more about that. Uh, look, hey, typical gaming phone, just spec, boost, bump, craziness, 16 gig of RAM, 512 storage, uh, Snapdragon A65 Plus, top of the range, special you get. Talked about the battery, talked about the charging. No headphone jack, you've got to use an adapter. That's the downside compared to the last one. Um, it does have a camera, it'll do 20 megapixels on the front, so again, that will help with your live streaming, it's not a crappy pixelated image you're going to be streaming, it's a decent image you can have when, you, when you're actually streaming live, so it's cool, 64 megapixels on the front, but you're not buying it for the front facing camera, um, and a ton of customized functions, you can go in and get specs, um, temperatures, battery powers, all sorts of things you can do it once you go into gaming mode. It's a really high spec bit of gear. I didn't catch the price of it, but look, it's not going to be a cheap, cheap one with those sort of specs. You're going to be looking around about the 1200, 1300, 1400 mark, similar to an S20 premium one. So, but if you're into gaming, another option for you to look at, uh, and definitely something that look, it's an amazing bit of kit and very, very cool. Now, speaking of the Apple and the iPhone 12. We've been on and again, off again, on again, off again at 120 hertz. Well, the rumors are saying now that they may have it. Uh, the biggest hurdle this time uh, from everything Apple Pro and, and all the other leaks, there's 50 billion leaks going around at the moment, coming up to September, is the little phone, the little 6.1 inch phone is the, the issue. That's the one that they're struggling to get it through. 
they worked it out for the bigger girls. Um, it's just yeah, not going through for the little babies, unfortunately. So we may have it, may not. All depends on how they approach the release versus when the products are going to be coming out. Um, magnetic case, there was a few rumors around that. Looks like that's coming to fruition. We're going to see the release of that. I think I talked about it, how that Moment's already got a magnetic setup that does exactly the same thing. I'm not sure how they got the patent for this, for the case, for it to work, and then how it's going to work. There's been a lot of talk about air power and it re-emerging out. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if actually air power does make a thing. This That could be the actual big, just another thing this year that we've all been waiting for. They're going to need it. They've got a lot of... Uh, wireless charged items now, but no actual charger. They really need to fill that hole uh, to complete the set. So that'll be interesting. Apple Watch, they're talking about the Apple Watch to go to get an SE version this year. So a normal premium version of the Apple Watch that we've known since this series one, which is pretty average to me now. Still lasts, still going, but um, still plays music when I'm running, which is the main thing I've got it for. Uh, well, they're going to bring in an SE version, so no premium, so a budget-conscious one. I think that'll be really cool. That'll be something I'd definitely be interested in um, to get something that I can get a few more functions. Basically, they're saying it's a could be a Series 3 body with new internals, so a new tech inside. So that'll be fine. Uh, budget cost, I don't want to really pay $1,000 again for a watch that's... I really, I'm going to probably not be able to update soon, so... I think that's a better way of doing it. Good to see him thinking about that side. Watches shouldn't be mega dollars, just to something, especially a watch that's basically going to be useless after a short period. Um, and Zuin Cranes, last but not least, Zuin Cranes have released the Crane S2 S gimbal, S gimbal, <laughs> S gimbal. Uh, look, I'm not a I've had a, my Siri tripod and I took it out the other day with me and I got I tried to use it on a shoot and look, it's it's fantastic and I even put the I put the video camera, I chucked the chucked the cannon on it to try and get some footage. It was a little bit dark, so then I had to swap cameras. So the biggest problem I have with the little gimbals is having to balance stuff and it's a pain in the ass. Even for a little lightweight thing like this. I had to make sure that the door was open uh, and then so I can set it up. And then if you go to grab it to flip this around, if you're swapping, well, then you can't see what you're doing and it threw all the balance. So a little tricky in that regards. And I, it's just a little bit of a pain to use it. I think I'd rather just the, just whacking that, which has got optical stabilization anyway, chucking it on here. It's not going to be silky smooth, but... It, it's so much quicker when you're out doing it by yourself and you don't have much time. Well, the New Zealand Crane S had an amazing little feature which I think is going to make them sell hacker loads of these things. Now, the best part about it, and we all know about cameras, you're going to come from here, you might be gimbling around and doing some B-roll, but then you want to come back and get your tripod and go, right here, I want to set this up. I'm going to chuck it. Oh, now, take that all, take it off, slide that thing off, and now I've got to put that on, and then when I go to put it back on the gimbal, it's now out of balance. Uh, basically, a pain in the butt. Uh, so what they've done is they've made it so part of the gimbal where you get all balanced up and get your camera all balanced up, 
that just detaches that whole piece. I go, and that and that's an Arca Swiss plate. Um, so you, I can then go put that straight onto my tripod and then shoot. Boom. Finish shooting my photography stuff, pull it off, clip it straight back on, already balanced, don't have to touch anything, perfect. It also had a vertical mode, so where your normal uh, horizontal plate is that way and you get the arm coming up here for your vertical swing arm, uh, you can attach it there if you want to do vertical video. So you don't have to have an L plate on your camera and swap it and rebalance it. You can basically put it straight up there. You did have to rebalance that, but if you're shooting that way, you can start it from there. Um, but yeah, look, that that is a game changer. Being able to pull that plate and it's just a clip, bang, straight off. Go check Potato Jet. He had a, he did a review on it to, or today or yesterday, I think it was, or overnight. Uh, look, brilliant bit of kit. Zoom's done a great job. That is a brilliant feature. And I think for people like myself that are going from, want to go from that where I'm vlogging and then I want to go and set the camera up and do my shooting, uh, that is a massive thing. Massive. If only we could have one of these guys also put in, like you could cu custom put in your balance spots for certain cameras. So you could have a plate on each camera. Arca Swiss one and use that Arca Swiss, go on there, and whatever camera I pick it up, I just put it on, go to my modes, press that, say M50 or 1DS, and it'll automatically readjust and balance itself. That would be the ideal win-win solution for everyone. Then it would be amazing, but look, Zoom's done a great job here to get that going. Uh, very, very cool. And that's about it. Now that's about 600 bucks US, so a little under a thousand bucks Australian. It's look, it can take big cameras, it can take like a fair bit of weight. So this is not a the, the P1's basically built for mirrorless. This thing's like can take big full size cameras, 1DXs, and all the big girls. Uh, yeah, definitely like a, a pro, not a pro, probably a semi pro sort of a setup. Uh, and I think they're going to sell heaps. So if you are after a gimbal and a good one and you're swapping all the time or you're, you're stopping using one because you've got to swap between photography and that and it's just a bit of a pain in the ass, uh, definitely go check this out. Definitely worth the shot. Go check out Potato Jet's video. You'll see what I mean. It's I think it, it just makes so much sense. I don't know how it hadn't been done earlier, but yeah, they've done a great job. So very, very cool. Rightio, that's it. For us, another day. I will see you all again tomorrow for Thursday episode. Hope you're all, hope you're all well. Thanks for stopping by and great to see you all if you're coming this way. That way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.